What is good, y'all? Welcome to Let's Cap. My name is Ronald Kabang, also known as UCapper from SportsMemo.com, at UCapper Sports on Twitter. Uh, this is a, uh, one of those episodes where we get to know one of the top cappers in this space, some of the some of the people that I look up to as far as, you know, how they've grown in, in sports betting Twitter, gambling Twitter. Matt, Dead Press Picks, uh, thanks thanks for joining me today, man. Uh, I know it's been something that we've been talking about for a while. Finally got it. Uh, finally got it going. Um, uh, man, I don't know how long it's been, but I, dude, you have like, <laughs> I think like over one hundred twenty thousand followers right now. Yeah. Uh, I think I followed you when you had like, I don't, I don't even know, dude. Like maybe a thousand or two thousand. Yeah. Yeah, early. maybe a thousand or two thousand, bro. You yeah. have grown tremendously in this space. One of the biggest things that I want to do with you today, really, is kind of talk about how you've grown so quickly. Um, how you become a, a successful handicapper, you know, like when did you start? Wh what is your style? Some advice, obviously, for people who want to get into this space. We were talking right briefly right before the show about how so many people have come into gambling Twitter, uh, uh, sports betting Twitter, and and really are, are starting from scratch and no, don't know where to start, don't know who to follow. Um, and, the, and the process to get to where you specifically are in your in your status, um, you know, working with a, a top company like Odds Checkers, um, having this many followers, it's it's huge. But yeah, definitely blessed to have you on the show. Um, one thing I also want to talk about is yesterday's Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> man, you, you know this ten ten dollar to ten k ladder. Yeah, you know, we've seen this uh, all over the place for for you know a while now, and I haven't seen anyone get to that tenth day. Close, you did. The timing was crazy because it was a Super Bowl. Right. Uh, I want to talk about the process here, as far as like you know when you started all the plays that you went through, like how did yeah. you come in, what plays you wanted to get to, and, and uh, you know, how did you feel yesterday at, during the Super Bowl, like before and after? Right, right. Now, well, for, first, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, and we've, we've been trying to uh, trying to get together for a little while, so uh, do watch the show. You do great work with it, but I'm excited to, uh, to hop on. As far as the ladder challenge, man, I mean, that was – it was a good time. It was actually uh, a guy who I, well, now formally work with, but did my, my morning show with uh, John Heislav, and he – one day we were just on the show and he was like, yo, have you seen the, the challenge going around Twitter? And I was like, you know, I didn't even know what it was yeah. at the time. Um, and he's like, you know, we, we should start doing it for, for the show. So uh, that was kind of how the idea came uh, to tell you the truth. And then we, we caught fire kind of early on with a few bets. I mean, I always say like, the, the toughest part of it's the beginning, right. To kind of get those first two or three days. And then once you, uh, once you get through that, then you start, you start moving a little momentum. So it, it was tough uh, early on, but we were able to get some wins, uh, string together some wins, and then uh, just continuing. Yeah, the uh, the response was great because, as you mentioned with the followers, the the challenge itself probably bought in uh, ten thousand followers, right? Like right away, so it bought yeah. a lot of a lot of traffic, a lot of people, you know, just wanting to kind of keep up with it. Obviously, some people got in late, so not everyone, you know, was in it in it yeah, yeah, yeah. for more following for entertainment, but. Um, no, it was cool. I mean, the, the, the people have been super cool about it. Who followed, obviously it sucks that it went down last night, especially I'm an Eagles fan too. So it was tough because you had the, the loss there and the Eagles lost, but at the end of the day, it was a $10 challenge, right? I mean, the, yeah. the number looked bigger because it was the bet, but it started with 10 bucks. I mean, it was fun. Uh, you know, a lot of really good memories through it. A lot of, a lot of cool wins and, and stuff that that'll, uh, That'll be impactful moving forward. But yeah, gonna gonna try it again later on. We're gonna we're gonna kick one up tomorrow, and 
Awesome. Uh, you know, thinking of some other cool challenges too along the way, not just this one. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Yeah, like I said, man, I, it's crazy to think that you've gone all the way to that end. Not a lot of people even got to that part. No, right. so I I seen people like end like on the first, second, and third like many times. So yeah, yeah. Respect to you guys, uh, you and and uh, Hassa for for getting that far. Um, I mean, one thing that I do want to talk about too, I mean, I, like like I said, man, I've been following you since you had like one thousand, two thousand uh, member uh, followers here. Uh, you know, obviously, I think you start what you started on Twitter like two years ago. Did you start betting two years ago, or have you been doing that for a while? Yeah, I mean, I probably started betting before I should have, right? Like before I, it was it was allowed, but uh, I, I did. I, I guess I seriously started to when I was in college. So I'm I'm 24 now, but I guess when I was uh, you know 18, 19 years old, freshman, um, and that that was when I actually was having some success with it. Like when I first first started betting. I was losing every day, right? Doing doing the parlays, doing kind of the, the dumb bets yeah, that, yeah. that you do when you first start gambling. Um, but yeah, once I noticed that I, I was actually making some profit with it, uh, you know, decided to start this up with my buddy. And, um, you know, it, it just kind of, it's it very slowly moved, right? Like the getting to this point obviously took, this is our fourth year on Twitter. So um, it was a slow grind. Like the, the first year or so, you know, you, you've been through it too with growing your business. Yeah it doesn't happen overnight. Right. But I mean, I think, um, you know, once you realize that you actually can win and and make people money, you push yourself a little harder. So, uh, I think that was, that was really when I got into it. But once I saw, you know what, Hey, I can actually win a little bit. Let's, let's push this. Let's do this. Um, you know, that's, that's when I really wanted to get in and try to try to grow the Twitter. Gotcha. Yeah, I know, man, you've been successful. Like a lot of sports, you do this thing. Um, the, the you know the night owl thing i think it's night owl yeah. but yeah you you bet on sports that i was like what what the hell are you looking oh, at man. here um like like overnight international stuff like yes. can you can you kind of talk about your 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 capping style how do you yes. get to the point where you can successfully cap multiple sports even some that are not really well known yeah yeah no for sure for for me a lot of it with major sports like you know football baseball basketball hockey um and then at the college levels too, that's more of like eye test betting. So a lot of people obviously use systems and stuff like that. I honestly am more of like a feel better. You know, I, I have some tendencies where, you know, if it's a super public play and the line doesn't move, you know, I go against it, like stuff like that. But I try not to be one, you know, too one-sided. And what I mean is like some people just want to feed the public, feed the public, feed the public. Yeah. But you got to remember the public still wins, what, 46% of the time for like, they're going to lose a lot of those bets. So I mean, if you do it with legitimately every bet, yeah, maybe, you know, you can you can scrape some profit. But, I mean, I, I look at, like, college basketball this weekend as an example, and it was very, you know, the obvious plays were winning, right? And mm-hmm. typically that's not going to happen. But sometimes there's plays out there where, yeah, you kind of just got to you gotta trust, you know, the better team is going to win. And then there's times where, you know, you, you got to be sharp and, and fade aside, Um that might look easy. So I think being like a blend of the two is, is kind of how I look at it. I don't want to be, you know, too one-sided either way. Um, you know, I try to try to use as many different strategies. And I also think experience, I mean, I'm sure you can attest to this too. The more you gamble, the more you pick up on like, oh, wait, this this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. So you kind of catch yeah. yourself. There's even teams, I'm sure, you know, you, you know what I mean? That even if they're a good against a spread team or a good team straight up, you just can't win on them, right? So sometimes you got to, kind of assess that and, and move yourself off of that. So, yeah, I think, um, I think as time moves on, you know, you just become more experienced. It's like anything else, right? It, the more mm-hmm. you do it, the better you get at it. So, um, yeah. And then as far as international sports go, 
it's kind of funny because that was when during COVID, right, where there was nothing to bet on. So I yeah. kind of pivoted at that point because I mean, you weren't, no one was doing anything, right, during the pandemic. And um, I was like, you know what, I might as well take a chance doing these leagues because if I do them and win, I'm probably going to grow because nobody's betting anything else, right? Like who else is, who else is putting out bets right now? Yeah, so, yeah. What, what I did for those leagues, man, I, I would, you would try to watch them and kind of, you know, look at statistics, but a lot of it was kind of just like, again, feel like, you know, wait, this league goes under a lot. And they were such small markets that, um, you, like, you know, in college basketball, college football, you know, NBA, you'll see a line move a point or two. These were lines that like would legitimately move 20 points on totals. So that's like, wild. Yeah. You could smoke it if you got into the market early. Like if you took an under 210, it would close sometimes at 190. And you would know before the game. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's betting the league. And now they're like, wait, where are these people coming? You know, where is this money coming from? So some small leagues. But now, yeah, I still do um, like the KBO, uh, you know, the, the Korean Baseball League. I still have a lot of interest in that just because during – uh, COVID, it was, you know, it was on ESPN, right? Like it was, so I actually kind of got into it and it's uh, it's like a league that now I, I want to keep up with the NBL yeah. Australian basketball league. They're high quality. I mean, you see a lot of ex NBA players in those leagues. So, I mean, I'm a sports junkie, so it, it, I, I'll watch anything. I, I really don't care. You know, I'm into everything. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of how I got there with those lunch money plays and the night out plays. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean, talking about your handicapping style again, you said it's like gut feel and yes. also just experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so in when I think of it as far as gut feel and experience using that, it's really just making sure that your mind is right in that current moment. Because if you're not, if you're not using too much of the analytics and, and statistics and stuff like yeah. that, um, it, it really you really need to have a, a clear mind. And with you having so many followers, there's obviously going to be trolls, right? And yeah. you also bet on so many sports that there's going to be hot streaks and cold streaks. Like, what do you do to kind of keep your mind right in the sports bet? I think, I think in sports betting, too many people talk about wins, losses, but yeah. they don't actually talk about like the, the whole the fact that you need to be, um, uh, you need to be on point every single yeah. day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Especially with your mind. Like, what do you what do you do to kind of keep you keep you straight in these situations? Yeah. No, well, it's funny you bring that up because I, I think when I first started, I did let that stuff kind of bother me. It would almost be one of those things where if you had a losing day you know, like personally, I would get, you know, real down and, and harder yeah. on myself, right? I mean, I'm sure you've been through that. Like, because what people don't realize is when you're a capper or, you know, a content creator, it, you're one, losing your own bets, right? Um, and then number two, there's a lot of um, people out there relying on you. Like you have thousands and thousands of people. So your natural human interactions, you don't want to let people down, right? Especially, uh, you know, most of these people, good people, they're, they're putting their time and their effort in for you, but you got to kind mm-hmm. of compartmentalize, I think, and realize that. So yeah, for me, I mean, I went through a stage where of really struggling with that. I'd say the past year and a half, what I do every day now, exercising um, is, is really key for me just because it kind of takes me away from the actual, you know, sports betting. It's funny. There's a lot of nights where, you know, just watching stuff that isn't sports. Like I don't even necessarily watch all my games because I mean, you have a normal life too. Again, people don't necessarily get that when you're a capper, you have family, you have friends, you have other stuff that you want to do, you know, as much as we love sports. But yeah. I think separating, finding kind of, you know, stuff that takes your mind off of it is 100% key because the mental health side of gambling, I think, is 
is the most significant because you've seen too just cappers sometimes they'll lose and then they'll kind of lose it right on twitter yeah like, go at the, you can't be a loose cannon like that i mean last night you know my, my team lost i have 50 people in my comments right making fun of the eagles making fun of the pick yeah just take a breath right and be like all right you know it is what it is it's just people talking on twitter you know you don't you don't take it personally i think that's key too because if someone's yeah. going to someone's trolling someone else right i mean they're, yeah. they're they're just coming after it's not a personal thing it's twitter it's not real life you know no yeah, one would yeah. see this stuff if they were you know with you it's it's the fact that they can uh through social media but yeah i definitely think if you want to get into this space you have to like you were saying you have to have a clear mind every day and not let you know the day before affect you good or bad right yeah yeah um, a couple more questions before we we dive into some of the some some plays today. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, like I mentioned, you have like over 120k followers right now. You're a lead analyst over at Odds Checker. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people in this space like have come out, you know, as as handicappers within the past year, want to be in the position that you're in. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, that, that's kind of like their goal here. Sure. What, what do you think as far as like advice? What, what kind of advice do you want to give the people that are starting in this space? That kind of be that that want to be in 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 the spot that you're in. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. First, definitely humbled by that because you know it's cool to it, it, same thing with you too. You know your space, what you're doing with your show. A lot of people wanting to get there, but I think first is like the confidence to do it, right? Because um, taking that chance in in our space, it's different, right? There's not it's not like a normal job sometimes where there's like that known stability. Like if you're a teacher and it doesn't work out, you can get a job somewhere else. You know what I mean? If you're in business, there's other companies. Being a content creator is a lot of betting on yourself, right? It's making, you know, people wanting to watch your content because at the end of the day, nobody owes me to watch anything, you know, but I I think what it is, is, um, you know, if you want to get into it, definitely having the, the confidence and the ability to create content is key. But I think, there's a lot of people I'm sure you can attest to this too. It's just like being a good person and like not lying about your stats, not making up, you know, numbers on the fly, having some kind of documentation for what you do. Yeah. Because then you're going to earn the trust of, you know, I always say the most important thing in this space is having, you know, the respect of your peers, right? Like people who work with or other companies. And then obviously your followers, because like we just talked about 99% of the followers, they follow you because they want to follow you. And then that 1% follow you because they want to troll you. Right. So <laughs> Um, but any followers are good. So yeah, I think that's key, man. I think definitely working and this is like working hard because I mean, you, you remember when your page probably had 10 followers, right? And you were like, I don't know if this could work. Yeah. Then getting to the point where I think you like see, all right, it might work. And then setting goals. Like what I used to do is I would set a goal every day to reach, you know, 1,500 followers, 1,600 followers. And I would try to, you know, use ways to do that. I think like collabing with people is great um you know just because like this right we, we kind of overlap um working with other people because then you get in front of audiences the people who are watching your show might have never seen me before people who watch my show might have never seen you before um so building relationships with other cappers i think is like one of the main reasons why my page grew so much because i had a lot of people you know help me out through retweets and you know what i mean following yeah. and stuff like that so um yeah i think that's key but i mean yeah i, I think it's it's really believing in yourself. And if you want it that bad and you're good at it, I think you can make it. You know what I mean? I think eventually you'll get noticed. But like you mentioned uh, at the top of this, the space has become so condensed so quick. Like there was not this many cappers two or three yeah. years. Right? Yeah, people, for sure. Yeah. There's people popping up out of nowhere now. And I'm like, man, like 
I didn't see this guy's Twitter last week, and now he has 50,000 followers. Like, if people grow quickly because gambling is becoming legal in so many more states. So it's mm-hmm. just more people want to get into it, which is great for us, but it makes the space a little more competitive. But, I mean, that – and then lastly, I would just say, like, focusing on yourself, right? Don't compare to other people. Just, if you grow your brand, you know, 1% better every day – yeah. That's cool. I mean, there's people, people might look at my account and say my account's huge, but there's people 10 times bigger than me, right? There's going to always be someone bigger than you, um, yeah. you know, and that's good because that motivates you to kind of go after that person and, and try to get to that point. But yeah, I think there's a lot of ways to do it. And I, I, I just think patience is definitely the biggest thing as long and also with being, you know, honest, transparent and just being like a good dude, right? Just being normal and, and having fun with it. Yeah, and that's the thing too about my following. Obviously, I'm not. I don't have as many followers as you do or or other people in this space. But I think that the the biggest thing is really just being true to yourself. Because the more the more fake uh, you are on Twitter, the more your followers become um, sort of like not the right people that you want to be following you. You know what I mean? Like. So I, I think that that because you're you're true to yourself, you are who you are. Right. You'll get the right people surrounded surrounding you, yes. and that's really important because that's important to keeping your head right, 100%. Um, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, one more thing too, we talked about you know some advice for people to kind of be like, be in a situation that you're in, a, you know, having a lot of followers, being a, a lead analyst at, at a top company and things like that. But what about advice to new betters? Like, what do you want? When you first started, you talked about losing in the beginning, right? Doing parlays, doing all these yeah. things. Uh, advice to new betters to to not lose um, yeah. off the bat. You know, what, what can we learn right. uh, from, from ourselves, our experience? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Well, I think it's important to know what you're betting on because kind of when I was talking about the part of ladies I would do, I remember when I first, first started betting. And I'll never forget this. I put in a parlay and I bet the spreads of the football games, but I thought that meant the teams just had to win. So I remember I it. it was like Alabama, right? Set, but they're minus 42 and a half. And I remember I thought the bet won and I looked and I was like, man, I just won a lot of money because it was a parlay. And not, obviously didn't because they had to cover the spread. So I think as silly as that might sound to people who bet every day, obviously know what you're betting, you know, know what a spread is, know what a money line is, know what an over under is. Um, and then I think like when you get more advanced, Bankroll managing is so key because you, you know, I, I do mostly, I don't know how your unit system is. My unit system is a half unit and then my max is a two unit, but I very rarely even go to two units. You know what I mean? I like to be at a half unit or a unit just because I think a lot of people don't have the discipline to follow yeah. you know, higher systems, right? Because I mean, 1% of your bankroll is a unit, you know, everyone knows the rule, but not a lot of people get that. And if you're first starting, it's okay to bet you know, five or 10 bucks a game, who cares? Like it's an entertaining yeah. thing after all. The, the better you get at it, I think, or if you follow someone like myself or, or like you, Ronald, like if you follow someone that you know is going to win you money and you have trust in them and you want to get a little bit bigger, it's kind of like investing, right? Like it's like, all right, I know the money's eventually going to get there. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. 
But the, the issue with a lot of people in gambling is the lack of patience. They want that instant mm-hmm. gratification. Like you, it's, you gratification, did, right? yeah. it's a yeah. grind, man. I mean, every day it's, can I win a unit? And you're happy. Like there's going yeah. to be those days. That's, right? the, that's the difference to me between yeah. professional cappers and, and not, because you said yeah. 1% per unit. The thing is people will hear 1% and hear and start to do, what was that called? The um, unit shaming. Yes. But, yes. but, but if you think about it, what is your your actual bankroll? Yeah, you automatically think one percent is like ten dollars. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, it, yeah. what is your bankroll? It's one percent of your bankroll. Yeah, yeah, it depends on the person. So no, yeah. I, I think that's I think that's super cute because I think a lot of people don't get that. You know, they want, and that's again kind of going back to our original point of people who uh, kind of lie about statistics and they'll put you know I just won fifty five units in one day. <laughs> no, like you might maybe like your unit system, but like if you're make, if you make fifty five units in a year, like that's a hell of a year. So I mean, just if you think about it psychologically and like really break it down, if you win like a half unit every day, you're yeah. going to end your year over 150 units, and that's something that like again a lot of people don't get. But then it goes the other way too. It's minimizing losses, and again, you could attest to this. Like it's if you have bad. an awful day, yeah. If you have a bad day and you only lose two or three units. That's fine. Like I can get that back tomorrow or the next day. So, but then if you lose and you lose, you know, 10 or 20 units, that's when people start to chase and people start to, you know, double down on stuff. So yeah, it's about that discipline of, of understanding like gambling. And like I said, at first ease into it, but then once you're into it, into it and you have a bankroll, like I said, look at it, like investing into something. There's going to be the ups and the downs, but you know, stick to it, stick to your process of money. Uh, and find someone either like myself or or yourself who they trust, you know, in telling every day. Or you know, if you're if you feel you're good enough, and you don't need a capper. Like that's fine. Like that, you don't have to or listen yeah. to all our picks, right? Like you can make your own and and you know be effective in that role too. But um, yeah, I think that's definitely the biggest thing is is bankroll management and discipline uh, for a new for a new gambler. Love it, love it, man, uh, man. I, I could talk on and on with you about about this because it, it's so important to to pass on to viewers, yeah. people who are getting into the gambling space, all the things, not just the picks, because yeah. picks is one thing. Getting it right, obviously, you you want to get it right, but yeah. there's a lot of preparation involved in, in making oh, sure that oh. your mind is right to get into the space where you can win consistently. And you've done that; you proved it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, so, really glad to have you on here. With that said, man, let's let's drop uh, one of the plays. It, it's funny because. It's one of the plays that I like to. I asked you right before the show, like, you, what do you want to drop for the viewers? You're like, oh, you know, Lakers money line or whatever. Yeah. I got a correlated play, so let, let, let's actually get into sure. it. For the people that haven't watched Let's Cap before, I know you. Um, I think you shared the page, so yeah. there might be some people who've never seen Let's Cap before. But we're we're a little bit of a different. Obviously, today's a little bit different because I'm I'm sort of interviewing Matt here. But for the most part, we come in, we we go through the 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 slate of the day. Uh, to, right now, obviously, it's NBA is a major part of it. But we end up, uh, what I do is I have guests come on with me. We talk about these games. We actually break it down to a level where we we share we share the screen. We share the resources that we use to kind of break down the game. And so that's what I'll be doing today, uh, kind of showing you guys here. So what I do is I, I'll share my screen here. And um, first, uh, let's go with you, Matt, and talk about okay. why you like the, the Lakers money line here. And I'll just start to share my screen uh, a little bit uh, okay. as you go. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. All right, so I grabbed this uh, at plus money this morning, Ronald. I, I don't know if it's still at plus money or if the line uh, has flipped at all because the thing is, I think this will close with with Los Angeles as a slight favorite. Yeah. Um, you know how the Lakers work. 
as an NBA guy, last minute LeBron or AD, like, are they yeah. not playing? I'm banking on them playing tonight because LeBron missed the last two games, so I think he'll be back uh, for this one tonight. And Davis has been a little more consistent, you know, playing since he's returned. I like this new look team, honestly, yeah. for the Lakers. I mean, I think what it gives them is the ability to space the floor. Uh, and now you have shooters, right, outside. D'Angelo Russell, you could shoot, right? He's a much better shooter. It's also about the upgrades, right? You you subtract Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook, who cannot shoot the basketball at all, and you add Hilo, <laughs> you add Malik Beasley. I think Vanderbilt's going to be a good pickup for them. So I really liked what they did at the deadline. LeBron James is playing like a man possessed all year. Anthony Davis is having a career kind of year. And this Portland defense has been god-awful uh, as of late. And, and since Nurkic has been out, they have zero rim protection. Um, they dumped uh, Eubanks, right, in the trade to Toronto. Yep. So, I mean, they're depleted when it comes to the paint. I don't even know who is starting at center tonight for them. I, I don't know if you, you – I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not I'm not too sure. Maybe uh, Collins. That's what I was thinking, right? Yeah. But he's not known for his defense. Like, the, Anthony Davis should score 35 points in this game. LeBron's going to be able to penetrate with ease. Uh, and, and the Lakers, to me, defensively, they, they've looked more lively as of late. Uh, we know how great of a defender AD is uh, mm -hmm. protecting that rim. I like this Lakers team right now. I think they, I think they start to string together a little bit of a run, to be honest. Uh, coming up so um, i do i do too i think the i think the moves the moves that they made during this deadline is really going to give them some confidence and momentum to close out this uh to close out the season mm -hmm. and get into the playoffs i don't know whether it's going to be play-ins uh by way of play-ins or if they end up being in the top the top six or whatnot but yeah. i do believe that they got some momentum on their side some things that you touched on really the blazers defense lately uh, what i did i went to nba.com here looked at their advanced stats mm -hmm. last 10 games Dead last in defensive rating, 126.7. Uh, one thing that I do, uh, some of the viewers hopefully know uh, SDQL is something that I, I mess around with a lot. But if we look at the Lakers here, uh, one thing that I noticed was there was a flip sometime after the, the Christmas Day game. Uh, uh -huh. they've, they've really been really playing some solid defense since then. So one thing that I'm going to show you here is the Lakers uh, after Christmas. So I'm going to take the date here. Greater than 25. And what I did was specifically look at these higher totals, right? Because we see a high total today, 238. That means they're playing either a, a fast-paced team or a team that doesn't play solid defense, right? So what I see here, since Christmas Day, totals at 235 are greater, or sorry, total greater than 235. They're 11-4 straight up, 10-4-1 against the spread. This number here uh, towards the under, obviously they're not going over uh, the, the totals, but it's due to their defense for the most part. Because you're seeing here, this DPS and DPA, this is delta points scored, mm -hmm. right? And this is delta points allowed. Allowed means, delta points allowed means how many points did they allow their opponent to go over or under their team total? And then the delta points scored is how, how many points did they go over or under their team total, right? So the delta points allowed, they've only allowed three of those teams to go over their team total. That's So that's what I mean about them playing really strong defense lately. Right. This includes a, like an OT game here. And then for the most part, 121.9 is the total uh, average in those games. And their team total today is 118 and a half. Mm -hmm. If you look at it from another angle here, I'm going to add, uh, add to the fact that they're on the road. How have they been playing the same situation, but we just include that they're on the road. 
They're seven and one straight up, six, one and one against the spread here. And again, above the team total, 118 and a half. So that, that's the way that I was going yeah. with the team total over. But when you mentioned the Lakers money line, it made so much sense because a lot of things aligned with it, right? They're averaging 120.9 points per game. If we look at the Blazers side and how 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 much they struggle on the defense. So I'm gonna bring up the Trailblazers. Well, they, they put it as Trailblazers here. And we we say that they're uh, in a conference game. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> they're the favorite. Because they are still a favorite. It has it has come down to uh to one. Okay. I'm not a hundred percent sure if they'll close as favorites because I think LeBron's status is still questionable. Yeah, I don't think he's, he's officially in. So if he's officially in, oh, that'll move it. Right. If he's officially in. It might actually flip to to them being the favorites. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, so we look at them as um, conference favorites. They're eleven and eight straight up, ten and nine against the spread, uh, fourteen and five to the over. So a lot of things from a record perspective doesn't look like it backs backs the situation, right? But if we go into it deeper. And say that the opponent, uh, sorry, if the game is at home, home uh-huh. favorite. If we look at their home splits with the Blazers, their offense, um, is really good at home offensively. I think they average like ten more points at home than they do on the road, but they also give a lot more points up at home than they do on the road. So if I look at it from this perspective, they're the home favorite and they're in a conference situation. They're twelve and one to the over, allowing a one twenty point one per game again over that team total i know from a rep- record perspective it does seem like they're winning and covering in this situation but stats and trends they they only go so yeah. far right you got to put it all together it's like a recipe right you want to think about it from all all angles but for the most part again it's pointing towards that team total over and then one more thing to look at here a lot of people talk about the revenge angle right uh, in season revenge when they a team plays another team that they just lost to so we 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 can actually look that up in SBQL. So this is this is this means that it's an in-season revenge game. They lost to the team. The Lakers have beat the Blazers twice in a row so far. This is how the Blazers do in revenge angle situations. Five and ten straight up, five and ten against the spread. So they're not doing really well yeah. in this spot specifically. Oh, they're averaging 113.4, allowing 118.9. So again, sort of like right above the team total average. But this goes to show that this, you know, that that money line on the Lakers side is pretty good, uh, yeah. is a pretty good look, right? One one more thing to add, if we say that the game is at home, just looking at the road home road splits, two and five straight up, two and five ATS. But look at that split here as yeah. far as how much they're allowing, one twenty four point one again over the team total right now. And if we look at the DPA total points allowed for the Blazers. They allowed their opponent to go over their team total in all seven games here. Uh, so that's the way that I would look. I, I definitely agree with you as far as the Lakers mm-hmm. money line. I think that could happen, but I, I, I placed my bet on the, the team total over. Um, I know you you talked about your process earlier about how it's gut feel. It's crazy that to think that we can align uh, together but not have the same capping exactly. style. And, yeah. and that's the way that I, I really want to teach people is I, I I do my thing my way. You do your thing your way. Some handicappers yes. do it other ways. Mm-hmm. What I always say is there's a lot of ways to win, but yeah. but not many ways to lose. So mm-hmm. if you avoid those ways to lose, you become a more successful handicapper. And those ways to lose are, are things that you kind of touched on earlier as far as your advice, right? Yes. You can't yeah. have bad money management. You can't have 
you can't be in a bad headspace. You know what yeah. I mean? That's going to put you in a bad position. Mm -hmm. So all in all, I mean, we aligned obviously, but, but like I said, the key point there was we don't look at the games the same way, but we both can be successful. So exactly. one thing that I see on Twitter, gambling Twitter a lot is the trolls talking about, ah, you know, I'm better than you. Yeah. I'll, I'll win more games than you and stuff like that. Man, I just, I, I hate the fact that people have to think that their, their, their way is the only way. Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? There's so many ways to win. 100%. Exactly. Exactly. So that, that's why I like talking to people like you who, who look at the games in different ways. Cause, and if we can align, it's all the better too. Oh, good, right? It gives yeah. me way more, way more confidence. You're cheering together. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And even if, even if we were on the opposite side, the one thing that I like to, to tell people is that as professional handicappers, we can always be on opposite sides, yeah. but we know together long-term that we will be successful. There's always going to be times when we disagree. Yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? Yes. I can I, yeah, I agree more. Exactly. Uh, any Anything else to add to that game? Or, or was there any other games that you, you kind of looked at today? was like, ah, you know, I'm leaning in that direction, but maybe yeah. maybe I need some push to, to get there. The the one was uh was the Knicks Nets. I I want to check to see if that line's still where it is. I think the Knicks were only minus two or two and a half. Yeah, open at it looks like so I'm at the wager talk odds screen. Uh, open at three and a half. It's down to two and a half here. Some places do have it at two. The, and the thing is, I mean, you know, NBA injury reports. I don't see anyone significant out for the Knicks. The Nets have won uh, both meetings this year, and they won both somewhat handily. I mean, the last game, uh, they won by seven. Prior to that, they, they almost beat them by 30. I think this is a good spot for the Knicks. I mean, I know this new-look Nets team, obviously, you know, you, you subtracted Kevin Durant. You subtracted um, you, you subtracted Kyrie Irving. But they did bring in a lot of high-quality players. I mean, he bought in Bridges. Oh, I love uh, Cam Johnson. Obviously, he could shoot the hell out of it. And Dimwitty, he's he's a bucket getter, right? So yeah, yeah. I thought they did a decent job, like adding pieces. They're not a team that, in my opinion, at least, I don't think they're a contender at this point. But they're oh, still no. they're going to be a playoff team, right? I mean, they're nine games over five hundred, kind of bearing a, a hard drop off. The Knicks, meanwhile, though, they've been pretty good, uh, you know, overall this year. But the funny thing with the Knicks is they, and I guess. I could stat check myself, but I think they're either under 500 or 500 at home. So they oh, yeah, I can look at that. So at yeah. home, the Knicks are 15 and 15 straight up. I uh, say, yeah. So yeah. they've been like a 500 team. They've struggled. They've actually played their best basketball away from home. So I don't know if you're getting that line difference for them being at home. Like, I don't think it's being added in as if, uh, you know, you would for like, I'm a Sixers fan. They play much better at home. Yeah. As an example. So, I don't know. I mean, they've been a better road team. Uh, Brooklyn has also been – Brooklyn's been really good away from home too. So it, it, the spot itself almost looks like the Nets. The line, though, kind of looks like the Nets, but my gut's saying the Knicks. I, I might uh, – that's why I'm probably going to stay off the game. But, I mean, I, I would think the Knicks, third time around, uh, maybe get it done. But it'll be – Yeah, because, yeah, you mentioned – so. The Nets have won both games so far this season. Right. Obviously, those were were with you know KD. I think KD was actually hurt. I think KD was hurt this uh, the second game. The second actually. game. I don't think yeah. KD played because it was in January, I believe. So I yeah, think late January. Yeah, KD was out. Kyrie was there. Um, you would think so. I, I the fact that you brought up you know KD is out, right? Uh, Kyrie is out. They did make a lot of changes to this roster. Yeah, but I think from a 
cumulative aspect, I think they, like you said, they did a really good job replacing what they gave up. And then they, they picked up a whole bunch of picks as well. So from yeah. a business perspective, they, they made out pretty well because they, I feel like they knew something was off and they, they knew even though they did go on that like 18 and two win streak uh, from like November to, to, to like early January. Yeah. This, this later losing streak when KD got hurt kind of put them in position to be like, all right, we're just going to sell. We need yeah. to, we need to figure this out. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. I, I do like the fact that I, to me, this one's hard to, to play as well. I think it might be a game where we look at uh, props though. Cause they were more focused on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Uh, for the main part, right? Uh, especially towards uh, after they they had the coaching change. Mm -hmm. But it seems like a lot of the guys that they brought in, uh, minus DFS, who's a really great defender, they brought in a lot of bucket getters, and they had Cam Thomas, who who really showed that they could play some. Uh, he 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 could put up points in bunches yeah. as well. Knicks. Let's look at all right. So if we look at Knicks home, right? Yeah. They're seventeen and thirteen to the over. If we put them at the home favorite situation, there you go. So 13 and 7 to the over. They're averaging 118 points per game. Hmm. The total today is 220. Um, oh, I'm, wow. like, I'm wondering if it, they're expecting like a slower paced game here. Uh -huh. or uh, It's tough. So, hey, look at this though. All right, so we look at their last, what is this, seven games. Seven the Knicks have allowed their opponents to go over their team total in all of them. Wow. So their defense is struggling right now. Yeah. Well, it's it's new pieces too, right? I mean, sometimes that communicational side of it, it it's uh -huh. it's different, right? I mean, you you bring it in, although a couple of them played together, and obviously some are, are still on the team. I think sometimes that's tough. I, I think it's just as tough offensively. You know, it takes some time to connect and get in rhythm. It's it's the same thing yeah. at the defensive end. You you know you, you kind of learn as you go, but yeah, I think, I think it's interesting. it could be it could be also because Mitchell Robinson's been out, right? I think mm -hmm. one thing that's dope about the Knicks is is they brought in Hart, and I, he might be that guy, you know, that physical it's defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that physical defender. He's like that glue guy. No matter where he goes, he'll fit yeah. in just because of his style of play. One hundred percent, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, th I thought that was a strong pickup. That's a good point uh, for the Knicks as well. Yes, yeah, so like, for some reason it's pointing me towards the over right now because if I look at the Nets minus the last game against the Sixers. They've been going over their team total in a whole bunch of games. They've been yeah. covering at a high rate. I I don't know if they covered today in a in a road dog situation against the Knicks because a lot of these games were at home. Mm -hmm. But to me, it seems like an over game now. The more that I look, more the more I look at it. The numbers say so, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. At two twenty and a half. Well, what did what did it open up at? Uh, Knicks. <clears throat> it, it's actually come down two twenty four and a half. Down to 220. Oh, I feel a, like it's going in the wrong direction. It's a pretty big drop. Yeah. I need to figure that out. Why why is it going down? What's going on? Yeah, exactly. But I, I would only lean toward I could only look towards the over in this situation. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to keep an eye on it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm excited to watch this one. And uh yeah, hopefully if we go if we go with the Knicks and the over, if we do decide to to press the issue, hopefully we, we catch both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, man, I, I don't know if you're you're uh, uh, have any other shows, Matt. This is uh, I think so. We dropped the Lakers. I think you're going to be on the money line. I, I like yes. the team total, but I can't talk anyone off that money line either. I might just join you with it to be yeah. honest, because I could still get plus money 
Uh, and then when Le- when LeBron gets in, it's possibly they're going to switch sides here. Uh, so I would say if you like the money line, take that now. Yeah. Um, the other piece is uh, lean towards the over. Uh, mm-hmm. The Brooklyn Nick, uh, Brooklyn and New York game for lean towards the over. I was on the show earlier on the triple double. I did talk about uh, the Magic and the Bulls under. I got actually gave that out uh, last night to, at 227. Uh, it is 224 now. 224, wow. I wrote in my analysis, was the lowest I'd go to take the under. Yeah. But that's another game that I took. Um, other than that, man, uh, I 100% like want you to come back on the show sure, uh, any other time. Yeah. But I know you're a busy guy, so we'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, definitely appreciate the, the, the Q&A section earlier, too. Uh, I think you dropped a lot of great nuggets. Hopefully you helped a lot of people here. Yeah. Um, this is the end of the show. I, I want to make sure you drop anything for the viewers here. You got any shows coming up? Uh, anything yeah. to promote as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, if, if you guys do uh, want to follow them, it's at Dead Press Picks on Twitter. Um, I do a show every morning called The Morning Edge that uh, streams live on Twitter and YouTube. So we run that every day live at 1130 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. So if you guys do want to check that out and then, uh, you know, do a bunch of articles every day and, and content there. But no, thank you so much, Ronald, for having me on. I had a lot of fun uh, talking talking over basketball with you, and I respect your work a lot. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be around. Yeah, we'll definitely have to we'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah, I know we we we're also talking with AC about it too to do a, yeah. a three way show. That'd be great. Well. Yeah, yeah, maybe we can do that in the next couple, coming weeks as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Matt, like I said, dude, I re- really appreciate you coming on here. Um, for those who are new, uh, obviously my my Twitter down there, UCapper Sports. Um, I, I think one thing that I want to, I always, I always end with this, uh, Matt, is uh, whether you fade us or follow us on this show, it is really on you guys to make that call. You guys are pushing the buttons; it's your decision. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing that I, I always want to talk about is accountability. And that's why I say it. So whether you fade us or follow us, guys, it's on you to make that call. Good luck with all your action. Till next time. Peace.